Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. You got it. <laughs> Just wanted to double check. That looked good. All right. So, so much for uh, audio levels being always okay. Go ahead. Check, 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 check. All right. We're good to go. Game on. Man, Mercury retrograde. Look Mercury at it. It's already retrograde, affecting man. the podcast. Interesting. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties, but we are now ready to go. We're, so we're live. We're live. Uh, welcome to the Know Self Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo, and getting right back into the book of Genesis and now moving into uh, the Sons of Cain, right. which has been really exciting. I know that uh, we'll be publishing this uh, podcast as soon as we're done today. Uh, we waited a little bit to get into this episode, had a lot to talk about with the Sons of Cain and make sure that all our references were on point between daniel and i so yeah man it's been a it's been a minute because i i feel like i've been building it up in my mind i'm like oh there's good there's gonna be so many questions there's gonna be so much to talk about and there's so much information once again when you're looking into um you know biblical expert excerpts and then sorry and then other readings that we have as far as references to make sure we can all bring it to you and have it make sense and so I think what we'll start right now with the sons of Cain is we'll go back to the idea of where we left off with with Cain and Abel. We talked about how, you know, obviously Abel having passing on and then Cain, you know, moving on with the life that he'd be leading and and the families that would come after that and the the cycles, the years that come after that with the families of Cain um, has a lot of information, but not so much information as I thought I'd find about Seth. And one of the things that Daniel and I talked about before we we decided to go into the sons of Canis, they also introduced Seth, who's the third son of Adam and right, Eve. Right. And as Daniel and I were talking about the true um, the true idea of the middle path, you know, you know, you have Adam, you have Eve, and then the Seth just really walking the righteous path between both. And so I kind of wanted to start there. We can kind of introduce Seth and then we'll move into the sons of Cain and then what that really means as far as a race completely and then what what it really relates to as far as the ideas of of manifesting sort of that materialistic um, world through this lineage and then the lineage of Seth and what it's brought on to the world. So let's go ahead and get started, man. Yeah. And you know, just because we've talked about numbers a lot, let's just kind of, Seth is the third child. And so also we have this, you know, this shouting out and this expression of the Trinity making self apparent now in the Bible, because we have Cain as the thoughts, right? Which is kind of like the head. Mm -hmm. And then we had Abel, which was the heart. And then they give birth to the actions, which is really going to be kind of Seth, who's going to be merging those two together, right? right? And the sacrifice of the heart to live in the world of Cain that is kind of bestowed upon us. You know, we always talk about this original sin and we did a great, I think we have had some great conversations really expressing what that original sin actually entailed, right? Um, Not so much what it was on the surface, 
Um, and this is the same situation with this Cain and this, these lines of Cain and these lines of Seth. That's what we're going to really kind of dive into. But it is a fascinating subject. But I just love the, again, if the Bible's dealing with numbers, everything has its place. It's, right. Seth isn't the third child for no reason. And that's what he's going to really represent. It's going to be that that completion of the Trinity, the action to really walk this middle path between the Cain and the Abel kind of approach. Because you you do need the Cain aspect because we do live in this physical world. Mm. Um, and this physical world is heavy. And we balance that with kind of tapping into that intuition, higher sacrifice aspects of Abel. But to survive in this five sense reality, right. we couldn't just do the Abel path because we do have to make ourselves in this world. Right. Know? And so it's important to kind of get all together. Right? So we'll start with Seth then. Well, you know, yeah, we can start with Seth. Um, and I mean, just kind of what they're kind of representing, right? Um, it's really kind of breaks down to, um, you know, Cain is really going to represent this bloodline of, because Cain is now cursed and he cannot be killed, this is very much kind of the aspect of how we come into this physical world. And this physical world is really tough. Right. You know, um, this is the black cube of Saturn, right? This is the box. This in, And what's in the box? We know it from the movie Dune and the book Dune, pain. There's right. a lot of pain in this experience, right? And you feel bad for Cain when he's told, like, you cannot be killed. Like, you have to mark the mark of Cain. And that, that very much alludes to how we kind of view this existence before there's any kind of spiritual insight. The world's tough. Everybody's out to get you. It's a dog-eat-dog world. And if you just live in that approach, you feel like, well, the only way I'm going to get security is by things. Like, I need to build walls. You know, I need to store my food. And I need to just kind of, it's got to be about me, you know, or my my close-knit family or my community. But, right. you know, you, you look at the, out, the outside world as aggressive, almost, because that's kind of what you're tapping into, and that's your worldview. Um, and so we'll kind of talk about... That aspect, but it's just so interesting when we we're kind of thinking about, you know, we all took this, we all participate in the fall, and we all made that sacrifice of being with universal consciousness to make our way down that ladder of heaven for this self-conscious experience. Right. But it's heavy, right? And that's what Cain kind of represents. And again, this is that black cube of Saturn, uh, but it's heavy, and there's there's a lot of pain there. So what we're going to see is Cain and the descendants of Cain are going to really try to be the builders of cities, the builders of walls, and right. you know, which is very important for this five-sense reality. Um, and so what we're going to kind of get with this introduction of Seth, when Seth um, is introduced, it's going to be the kind of that balance of that spiritual life as well. Mm -hmm. And so what were your regards with Cain? Like when you were kind of taking that look, what was kind of coming through with you? Um, you know, just I think you kind of already touched on it but you know the idea that there's the when we talked about Cain and Abel we talked about the the divide between like the dark and the light side of the will uh, of humans but the descendants of Cain as you already said coming into the idea of what's good for me is good for me and trying to really push forward on this harsh reality what you can do with what you have therefore mm -hmm. not really regarding you know your fellow brother and and I think it's it's something that all the children in, in regards to Cain in, in the long period of time that creates a whole genealogy have that same approach. And there's so many other stories that derive from Cain's family, but I mean, 
I, I really, what I was fascinated more is about Seth because with Cain, you start to hear about each sibling that comes after and, and including, you know, Enoch and like everything that, that's going to come from that. Right. But with Seth, I just love that the idea, and you said it already about the middle path. I just love the idea that the counterpart to him was the family or the families and the genealogy that walks with God mm-hmm. first. So it, it just, it makes you look at everything you find about Cain so much more interesting because you're like, well, is, are they the absent of God? Like, are they like ca- canceling God all, all out together? And they're not. It's not so much that they, you know, uh, demonize God itself, but you're right. What you said about being born in this harsh reality. I mean, you're born pure, but spirituality has to come to you through a series of events, right? Mm -hmm. But the first events that happen to you before you can even be spiritual are some kind of like uncomfortable situations that make you go like, oh, you know, if I don't fend for myself, then the world's just going to eat me alive. Therefore, Mm -hmm. like, here's my direction in life. And this is how I'm going to build these, um, these connections with other people, not so much so I can build a better community, but build up my foundation so I can still take care of my own mm-hmm. and only my own. And, and, and it shows that throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole period with, with regards to, to Cain's bloodline and, and Cain also like one thing I really liked is that Cain is a race. It's like, it's a race of people. It's not just like his only his only children. It's like the period of time of these people that, are what you were describing as more of the Western world mentality, right? The more of like, we're building, we're constructing, we're dominating um, for the sake of, you know, not just sitting around and, and worshiping the... The security is external. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So well said. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I saw within within Cain. I mean, it goes on for a long, long time, you know, all the way from like... uh all the way from like the the archetype of of what Seth represents and what Adam is as far as a spiritual um the human the human spiritual side of of life and then the years that are, that are referred to in that that time span um was something else I had to like pay attention to because it's like a time span that's I think what the book was saying that I was reading up from Manly P Hall is it's a kabbalistic yes. uh timeline yeah. so um that was something else with numbers so again I don't want to get all over the place I just thought it was just like overwhelming you know what they really have to versus if you just like look up Cain in the Bible and it's just like well here's this family this is what happens this is how they get punished this is what's going to go down with the murderous side of human uh interaction it's like very blunt and macro and i was just mm-hmm. like no there's just so much more to it so um yeah yeah no that's i i love um i kind of like where you're you're leading that conversation here when we're talking about this race and this and this this lineage and and so we have to understand too the ancients would understand a lifetime for as long as your family continued. So when they're talking about all these ages and they all like lived for 734 years because they viewed individuals as as long as they passed on their seed and they had kept, you know, bearing children and mm-hmm. that would go down, the lineage is still connected. So just like, you know, we don't think about this when we think about how our families and how we've all developed, you know, through consciousness and the evolution of these souls, we don't really understand of like when a tree right it drops its fruit and fruit lands on the ground right and that could produce another tree birds come and they take it and then they they fly to another place and it pollinates or 
it could actually have a piece that falls off and that's a, that that will actually sprout up its new tree. Well, at what point is it a new tree and at what point is it the same tree? Right? Because if a piece falls off of it and it sprouts a new tree, is it the same tree? So like you touch these trees and you're all amazed because you're like you touch these redwoods and you're like, wow, this redwood's 600 years old. Not really. It's older than that. Because how old was the redwood that it came from? And how old was that redwood that that came from? You, when you touch those trees, it's not just like, I know when you go there with the park ranger, they'll be like, this tree is 700 years old. And people are like amazed at it. And you're like, yeah, but no, like it's yeah. way, way older. You're touching infinite. You're touching, you're touching the beginning of when trees developed, you know, when they actually formed through physical evolution and actually became manifestations on this realm. Mm -hmm. That's what you're touching when you touch those trees. And so that's how they looked at bloodlines. Just like a tree, like at what part is the seed, you know, the same and different? And we know we have individual consciousness, but this really is a good starting subject for a lot of people. And it's been interesting because it kind of comes up in the birth charts and the natal charts that we've been looking at. But there's a lot of influence from family influence before you were born. What was right. the consciousness of your family? Because you're part of that tree. And sometimes some of this deep healing that these individuals are taking on so with so much courage and so much bravery, a lot of times you get talking to them and it's not so much their own experience, it's like the family experiences that they're kind of trying to overcome. And this is why it's so important for self-development and self-unfoldment, because you don't only heal yourself, you heal the future of your tree branches, right? You The, the seeds of the future are healed because if you can take in something that's been you know, um, at this negative expression of this energy in your family that keeps getting passed on, you release that and you, you not only heal the future, but you also heal the past, which is the, some of the greatest work you can possibly do, right? And that's why it all comes down to knowing thyself. It's all about self-work, individual growth, and character development is so important. Um, but just to think about lineage like that, we don't think of lineage like that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and even the aspects of what we get, you know, it's, Cain, I, I always see Cain as the masculine approach because it's not so much masculine, um, you know, because it is kind of that dominating, but it's more, it's like what's in the outside world, right? We talked about Cain as external security. Mm -hmm. And that's really important as I've kind of really thought about like, what is the West all about? Like, what is this whole aspect that we kind of find ourselves in that was really formative to our development? And it is the West kind of looks for security in external realms, right? Um, through finance, through housing, through your persona, your personality, your material things like your cars. Not everybody, but that's kind of what was a, a motivating factor because the West was a little bit more individualistic. Right. You know, we kind of talked about that on Animus, how the West was this really unique thing because you kind of got to choose your persona, where in the East, with the caste system, that your persona was kind of chosen for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I talked about how important that was for the spiritual foundation of life and the evolution of consciousness, um, and how it's really important that we went through this individualization aspect that we happen in the West. And and that's kind of what's dominant right now. There's a lot of external security is not just even in the West. That, that idea is kind of penetrated to the East, and even the East has gotten a little bit more materialistic, kind of like the West. But right. it's very much about the evolution of consciousness, and like, what are we going to do with that? Wh what are we going to do as builders? You know, and that's going to come really important because Cain can build. Cain can, Cain's the builders of the world, 
And they're also the seps, the sense perception. So right. ability to percep, perceive our senses, but more the five senses. Right. And we see that, you know, we have, you know, the biggest TVs, you know, we have streaming services, music services that we can just tap into any music. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember when you wanted to hear a song and you didn't have the CD and how frustrating that was? You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, I got to find the CD because you have to like get that itch. Like we don't even, sense perception doesn't even allow that. There's no, there's no blockage. There's no resistance anymore. You can get that satisfaction right away, right? So we've seen that Cain's, these sons of Cain's have developed a sense perception, the ability to kind of perceive that, and they're builders. But the problem is, is what are we building? Yeah. Because Cain cannot build correctly on himself, right? Um, and we know that. We know the mind can't just work from itself. It can't be divorced from the heart, which it did because it killed Abel, right? And so, again, Seth is almost like coming in this middle path to almost walk them back home, and almost the forgiveness has to happen of like sacrificing that heart aspect of Abel. Um, So it's just this interesting, man, the story just gets so deep, so you're right, like when you're reading on the internet, and it's just like this this little thing of like what Cain represents, and it's just this like very topical, superficial approach. Uh, But then when you really start thinking about it, like, the mark of Cain and the mark of your existence and how this is, you know, it's again, there's so much beauty in this existence, but that beauty is not the box we live in. That beauty is a higher essence. Love is a higher essence. It's above the square box, the box of Saturn, but that's what we live in. This is again, why, you know, um, Judaism always has worships that cube. They look at the cube, not worship the cube, but they use it in prayer because it has to remind, like, this is the box. Right. The only thing that's in this box is pain. When you feel love, that's above the box, right? The box is pain. It's Saturn. It's resistance. Um, it's this really, it's kind of this fear-based kind of thing that kind of is. Um, and so Cain operates within that box, but there's no there's no eternal hope in the box right right there's only things and things fade away right things go away it's like holding sand in your hand right yeah you know um and so it's just so interesting when we think about the mark of Cain and how deep this conversation could go because we know that experience is identifying with the box and we know that experience when we can start perceiving through the box and we walk that path by really getting to know Seth and I think right. that's why you're like man, like you hear about the sons of Cain all the time, you know, um, and you hear that word being dropped, but you don't really hear about the sons of Seth as much, but the sons of Seth are those, those individuals that walk with God, which is, how do you walk with God? Through the middle path. Right. Right. Which no, is the I, East told us. Keep going though. No, I was just going to say, so everything you said, man, I just wanted to let you talk because I feel like as you're expressing all of this, a lot of the things that I I wanted to even ask about in regards to lineage and like genealogy, you already brought up with that beautiful example of of the Redwood. Because I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, especially in the century we find ourselves in right now um, and the times we find ourselves in right now, the way that bloodlines have been mixed throughout that whole, this whole period, you can kind of feel whether or not you are tapped into or, or not, you can feel what is good for you as, um, in terms of like who your tribe is and what the motives behind the tribe is or are, and who of course you're going to intermix with, whether you're even adopting, it doesn't matter if you're not really even going to, 
you know, male to female have a family by two different genealogies, and then the the fruit of that is this newborn child, whether a girl or, or boy. Um, even if you adopt, there's like what drives either person in the relationship will also have a direct effect on the child that's coming into the world. Again, even if it's adopted. So I feel like sometimes people don't realize like, you know, you could be from a Eastern family and you can be from a Western family and you think, oh, he's going to be a blend of both, even though he's adopted, um, he'll he'll understand where we're both coming from based on our morals and it's like no like he'll pick up on he or she or they will pick up on the senses of of what your drive is your drive is what's gonna they're gonna feel that energy in in the house and so before i get too carried away here what i like about learning about these genealogies with seth or with kane is like i remember feeling this even as a kid so like my father was um one way my mother's another way and I always assumed, well, that's obvious, right? It's like one's female and one's male. But it wasn't really quite that. It, it goes deeper than that. And it even goes with how I selected my partner for life right now, my wife, and what comes of it, you know, um, and what comes of, of understanding these mysteries even. So like well, I can have these conversations with my wife, no problem. Like one of the most beautiful things about her is she doesn't live through the accomplishments of her physical self or the academic self or like anything of, a, of again of accomplishment it's more of an internal like realization of hey there's this aspect of love that's above everything else and i want to operate on that and then i'll do everything else after so i agree with that and if anything i have to catch up to it she like i say this to her all the time i'm like you make me a better person and she's like oh what do you mean you're great you know and all these things that she says but i'm like no because i fall into more of this materialistic uh individual because i know i got that from a genealogy there with my father and like if i go back for two three generations um in my dad's lineage it's very dominating i mean they're all spaniards and not a single one of them were in in the stories that are told operating on a level of like spiritual growth or development it's all more dominating of like what do we need to do how do we acquire more and acquiring is the name of the game and i feel that inside of me and i reject it all the time uh luckily what gives me the ability to operate on anything of talent or genuine um uh, effort has to do with more of the idea of what we're talking about here with Seth. It's like, no, if it, if it walks in hand in hand with God, if it's for the better of, of other individuals, if it's to, to make other people feel that they're just as equally loved as I'm loved um, by friends and family, now we're talking, now we're cooking. And the, I used to butt heads with that kind of idea with my father. And my father would be like, no, like you're, you're giving too much of your essence to people don't you know people are going to betray you in the end? And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's something you're putting out there. And so with the story of Cain and Seth, you kind of see a lot of smaller stories that come out that are just what I'm trying to say, where there's an individual walking a path and he feels that he's either being fooled or he knows that he shouldn't be aligned with an individual who is later on going to just say, oh, yeah, we got us this far so I could build my structure and that's something you you see on a lot of these small stories like if you search anything with regards of Cain's sons of Cain aside from like I think there's a band out there so be careful when you type in sons of Cain there's gonna be all kinds of different information but when you do start finding some stories and excerpts you'll find these sort of like relatable um, moments that are in, in the Bible of of like how this this sort of energy presents itself and with Seth which is really great I like that it's 
it's bringing in again that middle path and the lighter side of, of humanity that um, that Cain's uh, family lineage doesn't really show too much of. So, so with that being said, we can jump into into Seth right now. Um, you know, the third son of Adam and Eve, as you were saying, and then the founders of the races of Earth, mm-hmm. uh, or the better half of humanity that lives for God. And I like right. that. You know, yeah. so. And you know the exciting thing is, is because this is we're talking about the first person and the third person. Um, both of these seeds are within us, right? Right. And yes. So this is going to come up to what? What are you? What seed do you water? And that's going to be very much your free will aspect of your action. You know, what are you going to water? And so Seth kind of asks you that question: What are you going to water? And it's, it's important to water both halves, right? Right. And to make sure that the the garden regrows and we build that garden here, which is in our consciousness, and then we can kind of rise back up. Um, but yeah, Seth represents so much things. And, and, the, and again, the seed is within us, but what Seth kind of represents through the esoteric is really the path of the mystery schools, right? We were talking about earlier and we were bringing up Freemasonry. All the mystery schools are really going to be in the alignment of Seth. And again, Seth kind of isn't external security, so we don't see him as much because it's an intuitive, internal aspect. Right. It's an eternal connection, and it's an internal security. And so that's a very important thing. Cain is external security, and Seth is really going to be able to harvest us internal security. Because, again, if we go too far able, where that side of that aspect of the right side of the brain, which mm-hmm. is always kind of the sacred feminine, right. we know that's such an important thing to tap into, but... With this mark, that would be fine if we didn't have the mark of Cain on us. We could live like Abel if we didn't have the mark of Cain. But we know through this book, because we have existence, because we took the fall and we left universal consciousness to have this individualization, we got marked with the mark of Cain on birth. Right. So we can't, it's a part of us, but so is this Seth. And that's where the internal, eternal and internal security will come from. And that's the only security we really should be manifesting in our lives. You know, again, physical security for sure, for, you know, shelter, food, protection from the elements and water. Everything else comes after. And and that's something that no one wants to. We've talked about this before where it's like if you feel it in your heart and you feel it to be true, you can take the first step over this cliff, you won't fall. But to not see the bridge that carries you to the other side is the biggest insecurity that leads people to not believe and have faith into taking that first approach. But if you do things with a heart, like the, the bridge lends itself to you somehow, you don't, it's, I don't know if that makes sense with this analogy, but it's like, for instance, people have asked me, how did you get from here to there? And I, I will tell them I operated say, and for the sake of this episode on the podcast, I'll say I operated on that internal eternal energy and everything came after. And everyone's like, God, that's so, like you to say that that makes no like that's good for you man that's awesome that that's how things work out for you so you're telling me that there is no blueprint that i can follow to get me a you know a sense of security like shelter or whatever materialistic like object that's out there that gives us some sort of wealth i'm like yeah i'm sorry i don't know how to explain it i was like i even sometimes get frustrated with it because i'm like i didn't ask for that and somehow it was given to me I didn't need that, and somehow the opportunity opened. And again, we we flood that with coincidences or words like coincidences and, and all this other stuff. But on the other hand, we've talked about this again. If you operate on that sense of security first, 
on the external, you may get it because you manifested that, you put the effort out there, which you do need. You need that sort of cane energy to get what you need. But if you don't do it with a fulfillment inside, then you're left empty. And that's what happens to a lot of people. It's like they went so hard on trying to get the object that they forgot how to fulfill it from the inside out instead of they did it from the outside in and they're constantly trying to fill it in inside with things that they don't, you know, they're, they're not fulfilling them at all. And right. so you're kind of like, oh my God, you have everything I could have ever wanted physically speaking, but you're so hollowed on the inside. Like you literally have these bags under your eyes. You look sad. Are you okay? And they're like, I think so. I think I'm just going to go buy another car today. Maybe that'll fulfill my 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 sadness and you're like man i really feel bad for that person and feel great for myself right now because i'm not i don't feel that empty inside i don't have all the things that person does but uh anyways so yeah i just feel like we, we brought this up before you know what i mean um but i like how you're saying eternal and eternal it's like going off of that right and it's security you know i've that's been such an interesting aspect these last years a couple of years i really feel like i've understood just how much of a drive security is and where security, where you feel secure in your life. And it, it makes itself, you know, some people security is not through money, you know, is sometimes it's through other things, but there's something in your aspect in your life that you kind of need around to kind of make you secure. And the, the, I love how you brought up the aspect of like, Oh, should I just go buy another car today? Cause that's what happens when you start identifying with that external with the external realm to find you balance and peace. And it's never going to happen. Right. There's always going to be a new car comes out that you want. And when we do identify with our external things, that's a really great way for the universe to take them all away somehow, some way, you know, yeah. whether it takes your joy out of them or it physically takes them away. Like when we identify with those, those things, that's what happens. And so what we're, we're seeing here with this, the sons of Cain is because this so represents this black cube, mm -hmm. right? That Saturn cube is we have the builders of the box identifying with the box. And that's a bad thing. We, we, again, we need to be able to create in this realm and we need to be able to manifest, but it's when you just isolate it to just the identification mm -hmm. with that box, um, yeah. because that box is pain. Everything you have that you love is going to die and turn to dust yeah. right in this external world. And so again, you know, it's that identification and people are like, Oh no, but there's love in this world and there's all these things. And you know, that's my stance, but it doesn't come from the box. It comes from above you and it comes from within. Right. But this is hard. Like in the box, animals have to eat animals. Right. You know, like you, like it's such a, it's such this like beautiful thing, but it's also this really sad thing. Like when you, you're watching like a nature video and it's a lion hunts like an, some kind of like antelope. I hope that's the proper term there. I'm sure a zoologist is like, oh my gosh, he doesn't know anything. <laughs> but um, say it hunts a smaller prey, right. you know, like it's a weird feeling because you're like, well, the lion needs to get this for the survival of its family. But at the same time, there's a sacrifice and the five sense reality, this black cube, the sun, the box that the sons of Cain have built, everything needs sacrifice, right? Everything in this realm needs sacrifice. That's why I always say you should give and just generate love because love isn't from this realm. So there's no sacrifice that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is not from this realm, so there's no sacrifice that happens. It doesn't, me putting out, us talking about um, the wisdom traditions doesn't take away when we say it, 
it doesn't when we say it doesn't mean that that knowledge leaves our mind right there's no sacrifice there's no burning right it's like how the sun radiates its own energy it's its own generator mm-hmm. like even a fire we're sacrificing the wood for the flame right for the warmth right it's this five sense reality is all about sacrifices and so you know these external aspects like love like truth and like wisdom and grace they're not within this realm and so when we just over identify with it the cube has an ability to always teach you lessons because it's saturn and so we have people that are just so much worshiping this cube and they don't even know that they're doing it right you know they don't even know like we the people wear the mark of cain and they don't even know um and they just kind of let it let that perspective kind of taint their worldview. And again, it's, oh, it's a jungle out there. Right. And you're like, no, this is a five cent reality is a jungle, but we don't come from the jungle. Right. Right. And we're not going to stay in the jungle. Like everything's evolving. Like that antelope that it got eaten. Okay. It's so sad, right? That it's lost its life, but now it's going to come back and maybe it's in line for a human, or maybe it's going to go for a deeper conscious animal. And then the next time it's going to be a human. So we have this beautiful evolution and there's no such thing as death for the death of the soul, right? So there's this beautiful aspect that kind of happens there. Um, but it's just such an interesting thing. So do you... I like what you said about there is there is no death but the death of the soul. And actually, this is very, very common. I'll, I'll make an example of it in modern times. But say you're operating on the energy of the cube and you're forgetting how to operate from an internal perspective of love and arising above the cube, you will find a lot of CEOs, rather than taking the time to put a pause and start over within themselves, they do something very tricky where they will keep operating on a cane energy, okay? They'll still keep dominating, but they'll bring on what they'll call an apprentice. And that apprentice is normally someone who's a little more gullible but is operating on the seth energy and they just ride that so they 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 will call themselves still the ceo of the company but they're like no no i let and we'll call for just the sake of a name we'll call him david right so we'll say no i'm I'm letting david kind of lead the show now he's got something special so they're getting this energy from you that they're refusing to take on for themselves internally so you see this with say spaniards going into jungles and using the jungle guide it's like the the man is innocent and he thinks that you're operating on his level, which is like everything is spiritual, everything is alive, the jungle is alive. We are part of the jungle and we breathe the jungle, but we're not we we're not the jungle, we're just part of it. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever you're saying, just keep taking me where I need to find the city of gold. And they just keep following them. And then in the end, what happens? Genocide. They they kill off that part and they take what they need for themselves. So it still happens even when someone recognizes it. So a CEO that's operating on the black cube or someone who's operating on this cane energy will recognize at some point like, oh man, I'm I'm feeling empty. I need a new challenge. But rather than going within, they just find the person next to them to just sort of hijack that pure energy and tell them like, oh, you want everything I have? Just come work for me and and we'll make it happen together. So, so they kind of do this trickery that I've noticed where it's like they never stopped, finished their their mission on earth to stop uh, accruing and start over from within, they just find someone else to kind of hijack for that energy. So um, it's everywhere, man, is what I'm really trying to say. It seems to be like um, how people go about their their lives with this uh, intent 
is very obvious when you start to understand these bloodlines that are presented in the Bible or throughout history of like the the materialistic gain and then the spiritual gain and then how one is you know one needs the other. I mean, you can't just go hugging everything if you're op- operating on 100% love, great, but like if you don't know better about what can kill you and you're not a little more savvy then you're still not that useful if you just like came to earth with all this love and then it's like now you're back out there again and now you have to come back again because it's like no you you went you still need to know a little bit on how to like defend yourself and defend your soul so i like what you're saying about like there's no death but the death of soul and some of those who have crossed into that energy of that that black cube that we're talking about here that cane energy um still have time for redemption yet they don't and that's where the ultimate death will occur, where it's like, oh, you you already left your soul. Like, your soul's already dead. Mm-hmm. You're still here breathing. I could see it, but, like, you really took There's it. There's no goodness left in yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're like, oh, man. And, and you hear people say that, you know? That's another interesting thing. I think uh, you'll, you'll hear people say, like, um, there was something off about that person that I just didn't like. I could just forgot the chills from it. And I wish we explored more of that, which is why I love doing this podcast with mm-hmm. you is that we talk about what those essence are and where they come from. So anyways, I know we kind of got a little bit all over the place, but that's common for me. So go on. Yeah. And you know, and I am not, um, and I, and I know you agree with me on this too, even, and I don't even know why I'm making this statement, but, you, you do see those individuals that you're like, there's no goodness left in this person. And even the worst person in the world, though, I still don't, even if that, the speck of universal consciousness has been so stamped out, it just takes the littlest spark. And the worst person in the world, um, you know, any name anybody in the political system right now in America, right? yeah. from all sides, right? Even the worst people in the world have an ability to have this like redemption mm-hmm. and like respark that it only takes we've seen forest fires light up by like a little cigarette ash you know what i mean and right it lights up the whole forest and so even when we meet these people that there's just like so far gone and it's just so like we said a part of this box it still only takes that one experience that can just change everything right you know what i mean um and again that's not your responsibility to do unless you feel it like internally that that's part of your path to help find this person you know um but yeah you know we need to we need to learn the natural laws and we need to learn that this is a cube and it's going to be a struggle you know self development's a struggle right. everything's a struggle right we have to work for our money we don't just get a lounge around in this realm and so you know, there's all these kind of sacrifices, but we bring up that, you know, that analogy we used to use a lot in the, uh, in the, uh, first couple podcast episodes was the law of gravity. You know, it doesn't matter how amazing you are as able, right? If you don't understand the law of gravity, it doesn't matter what your sacrifices are and what you're giving to universal consciousness. It's not like the universe is going to stop gravity because you don't understand it. Mm. You're still going to fall. And you could fall to your your demise, right? The universe is not going to just stop it because it's this it's this whole process. But we need to learn the cube. Like the cube is the classroom right. for your spiritual development. So we we wouldn't grow without the sons of Cain, and we grow through the sons of Cain, and we have to help direct the sons of Cain to be using their sense their sense perception to build the world that 
God has in mind for us, right? Right, which is the ultimate design, and that's what we're always trying to perfect. And every time we complete a blueprint, a more complex, complete blueprint is put on above it. Right? It's this. It's just like self growth. It never ends. Self development never ends. So, do you think this is like a question on on the sides of? uh, So we can just like go back really quick about the sons of Cain, sons of Seth. So, like, we go to like an example that's in the Bible. So you got. These city builders, they build a city, but within the city, they build sin. Then God's like, damn it, <laughs> we're going to flood this. We're going to yeah. wash it out. But then the sons of of Seth would be like, Noah takes on the ark and then goes on yeah. to start humanity again. So like, that's a macro example. But is that what, is that what you yeah. mean? It's just kind of well, like- what was What is the city, what is it developing? External security. Right. What did Noah have? Internal security. Right. So he survives the flood, right? the flood that's going to wipe out everybody else. Because again, this is like emotions, it's a deluge and all this aspects, mm-hmm. but that's the only thing that will save you. You know, and it, the Bible is not the only one that talks about a flood. It is in every spiritual yeah. story. And who makes it away is the internal security. It's all about eternal security because that's the only thing that lasts, right? Like we talk about it, the band Wookie Foot, coolest band. Talk about it. You don't, you don't, get pockets on the pants you're buried in right they sing it in their songs it's Mm. so perfect because it's so true um we don't do that so the only kind of currency the only thing we need for security is that internal security and that's walking in alignment with the universal consciousness right right and doing the things it needs you to do because consciousness is expressing through you we've been talking about this a lot in the natal charts i'm like the universe needs you to express this Right. Like the angels are holding your breath that you gain control of this energy and put it in this place. And it's so beautiful when you're looking at a natal chart because you can kind of look at what area of life it's really wanting you to assert that energy mm-hmm. or to manifest that energy or develop that energy. Um, and so the universe needs us to act, right? We It needs us to play the play. It needs us to go out into the world, interact, wear the, you know, even wearing our mask in society and developing our internal mask and making sure we don't uh, over identify with that persona, you know, and all those kind of things. But it needs us to manifest what we need to do. And that's what we're kind of looking at. And so Seth really kind of helps that process because it's both streams, right? It's both things. And again, both of these seeds are within us. Yeah. It just depends what you water. Yeah, it is. that. I love that you say that, man. Because I feel like we struggle that with the podcast. I feel that way. So I shouldn't say we, but at least my intent for the podcast is to be able to just have these explanations, have these conversations, and talk about that internal um, realization and that expression that you you should, you know, go out there and, and communicate and communicate to all about what you are feeling so that people don't feel so isolated and can relate. So that's my gift to say the time I spend on the podcast with you. It's like, Hey, I'm talking to you, but luckily I may be reaching out to some other people who might go, Hey, I like his point and I'm glad, but then you have to still finish the job. Like we have to, we have to edit this. We have to, we have to participate in in the post. We have to take it into, you know, all these different um, physical uh, accounts in order for it to, go out to the world. So you're, you're constantly, any, any example you want, you're going to find both intents, you know, and like, and, and you know that, especially when you walk into any situation, you're like, what's the in- intent behind this? Like what's, what's really fueling this and why do I feel connected to it? Or why do I feel, 
you know, um, like I can, I can participate within this. So I like how you say that we have both. It's just what seed do you want to water? And I just feel like some of us, like I, I really struggle with the cane energy and I have always struggled with the cane energy as I was bringing up that example of my father, because like, it's just exhausting. It's just exhausting. I mean, my wife's a cardiac nurse and she plays with that too. She internalizes everything that's going on with her patients and she does a phenomenal job at communicating with them like you're going to be okay like this is a period in your life that is difficult but we're going to be we're you're going to be okay like and and people end up just wanting to write reviews about her um, ability at the hospital to get them through a difficult time spiritually speaking however she still has to play within the realms of just physical world which is like the boundaries that the hospital has through covid the boundaries that the hospital has through like medical treatments that she may not even think are probably the right way to go about it but this is just a protocol that the hospitals put together and if she questions that she finds herself on the side of enemies um or she finds herself dividing or or, or making a line between herself and like her fellow like co-workers because they're like oh like you you care about that patient they're like that lady has been here like four different times don't give her the attention just give her what she needs and she'll get out of your hair and she's like no but like don't you think she's coming back because no one's really like taking the time to explore what she really needs. We're just giving her what we were told she's lacking in the, in the medical sense. So they're like, you're going too far with this. Like you're not here to heal these people. Like in the way that you think you should heal them, we're here just to get them through and get them out. And she has this conflict all the time with that. So again, she's watering one seed over the other, but it's really hard to get them both. And she's still trying to figure that out. I noticed that with her. I'm like, no, keep, keep yourself where you are with, the way you interact with your people, your patients in this case, because they will feel that someone's actually hearing them out, but also learn about what the physical um, uh, challenges that are going to come up in, in, say, in this hospital system that you're in right now are going to teach you to sort of use both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's like, again, I'm using that as, this example because I hear her struggle and I feel that way about the things I do, say, with creativity. It's like, okay, I have this like internal reason to put this much effort into it, but there's an external reward that I may or may not want. And there's people out there who are like, oh, just take the reward. You put mm-hmm. the energy out and then take the reward. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just notorious for one of those things where my wife will find checks and she's like, you haven't cashed this? I was like, ah, I just get this weird fight. I'm like, I don't think I should, I should use that person's money. And she's like, you're crazy. She's like, you put a lot of time into that. So of course you should. I'm like, no, I will. Just not feeling like it right now. So I just feel like, and then there's people who are the other way around where they're just like, I could care less about that person and their feelings. Like, give me the money, give me the, the situation, moving on to the next project. And again, you just find both sides and somebody feeds one more than the other. Right. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before with, with Cain and Abel. So but yeah, anyways. Yeah, no, and I love it, man, because I think when it comes to watering that seed, the middle path, as you go, you water both the seeds of Cain and the remembrance of Abel. And when right. you walk that middle path of Seth, you're really you're getting water distributed to both sides. So they can kind of both grow together and it's led through the action of Seth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the process. It's part of this juggle. You know, it's part of this living in the cube, but not being of the cube. Right. That's a really interesting, kind of an interesting, um, you know, it's just like this interesting experience. And so we, again, we're, we're blessed with this marker cane because we need it for this experience and it can't be killed. Like you can't leave this realm through 
just not wanting to participate in. Right, yeah. And that's kind of what I was trying to say. I love how you always find a good way to bring it all back together. But that's what I was trying to say about in the example I just brought about about my wife's job. It's just like she's trying to like reject one. I'm like, no, like you're going to have to find a way to make peace with both and, mm-hmm. and keep them both because it's just, it's not going to, you can't just do it. You know, it's like you can try to, to suppress it, but it's it's more about learning how to walk Right. With, with both. Yeah. Cause you know, and then, uh, you know, Manly Hall, P. Hall said it best. Seth is the, really the first perfect man because Adam is really just this, the impulse of life, right? It's the atom, right? Adam, atom. Yeah. And then, so what we have with Seth is this, this perfect, this perfect man. But why it was, why the mid, the word man was used is because it, it did have that physical action aspect, that mm-hmm. component of, you know, the outside world and actually accomplishing things in the outside world. Um, which man and women represent the same thing in this realm, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it didn't matter what sex it was, um, but they were, re- they were really talking about that ability to perfectly manifest, right? Because masculine is that outward energy and the feminine is that inward energy. Um, and we've already seen that kind of that female perfection. And especially when we get into like the story of Lilith and stuff, we'll talk a lot more about that feminine lineage. Um, but again, the feminine lineage is like hidden, in the esoteric and the feminine bloodline is going to be really important, but also your feminine heritage is hidden. Right. In most cultures, you take your father's name, right? And it's, and you take your father's name. Why do you take your father's name? Well, it's that masculine component of consciousness. So how are you going to be identified in the external world through your father's name? Right. Cause your mother is like your spiritual DNA. And so even when you're trying to kind of figure out your spiritual heritage and all that you kind of took in, really important to look through that feminine line. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what connects so many things. I mean, I think it's like majority of the presidents of the United States can connect to a fe- one female ancestor, which is really perplexing. I don't know if it was because I know that was study was done, I think, during the Bush um, junior pregnancy. I mean, not pregnancy, presidency. Um, it felt like a pregnancy. Um, <laughs> but... Um, you know, I think that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember some, you know, like a young girl f- figured it out. Like it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this esoteric show or anything. It was like a fourteen-year-old girl figured it out. Mm. Now, I don't know if that was a true media because we know that that's not always the case. So right. I don't know if that was manipulated at all, but there was merit to that understanding. But yeah, your feminine bloodline very important for looking at your spiritual inheritance. You get a lot of your spiritual knowledge from your your mother's bloodline because you're in the mother's womb. You, the reason why they took the father's name is because you get so much from your mother that the father was just like, "What? What do I get?" And they're like, "Oh, you get, give you, get, you can name his last name." Like, great, you know what I mean? But yep. you get such a download by your mother. Yep. Um, and again, it's hidden. But when we kind of go into this this mystery school tradition, we're going to see that this feminine line is kind of hidden. So we're going to see these. These lines of Seth, but they're really again talking kind of about, you know, that balance of the two worlds. Absolutely. You know, and it, and and the feminine loves the high. Like it's it's all about hide and seek with the feminine, right? Because the feminine doesn't need to have your active attention. It's more of like, I'm always here just whenever you want to perceive me. Yeah. You can and you'll graduate from this box. And I'll outlast you because you can find a perfect you can do your own research of this. Look up any wealthy family the steps on how it always goes and it's no coincidence the universe does this on its own even though it's not like a conscientious step that the female does 
The family creates wealth. The daughters take on the wealth. The daughters marry a man with no wealth. The man's energy takes the wealth to a little bit of more of a prosper uh place but not infinite then he dies first because the man mostly always dies first then the the wife is left behind the widow with the money and it starts all over again because i've done my history on this and it's always the females who take on the wealth of a once upon a time uh investment to the next generation and then you think well no like okay so if grandma had the money from her father and then she married grandpa. Grandpa took it to the next level. It's like, no, grandpa took what grandma already had, mm-hmm. took it a little extra. But then grandpa died like 20 years after that and grandma was still standing. And then that came, like you will find this in a ton of different historical books that you'll find that it's it's always the female. And, and she, the one that's always hidden, the female energy is never carrying that over where she's like, I'm the one who's carried this money over, this wealth, or I'm the reason these generations have survived. It's like mm-hmm. very quietly there and always in the background going like, no, I know. And it's going to keep going from that one time. And all the men in the family will always be the ones, or not always, but will most likely be the ones that perish first. And and so it's, it's it, it, but they're always quiet about it. It's like not, I've never had a, a female, like especially like with my great grandparents, like my grandmother just could care less about the wealth that she inherited from her father. And it was my grandfather who took her wealth and tried to make more of it. And she was just like, I don't know why we need to do this. And he was just like, Oh, what do you mean? Like we have these opportunities. And she's like, Yeah, but and instead of, she still outlived him and the family still keep going on. But it's just an interesting thing that's happened with with regards to power, like physical mm-hmm. power and manifestation. It's never really that often that it's like it was this male who started this business it's always something if you hear about it, it's like oh these three brothers started this lumberjack business in flagstaff arizona but it was their mother who had the wealth from this family in illinois that let the brothers leave illinois and come to flagstaff mm-hmm. and start this it's like i'm like oh it's like the 14th story i've heard it's the same way of others where it's like so anyways back to materialistic it's like how how it, it, it writes itself out in in this world is interesting how the female energy is always hidden and, and never eternal. and it's never given credit too it's always like no we took the step i mean it's given credit but it's like you have to go looking for yeah. it because the that yeah they, hey, but the true feminine energy doesn't need outward credit that's what i'm really, saying because they like, already have it internally exactly so, yeah. so they're just kind of sitting by going like all right let yeah. the boys just uh, play with their toys <laughs> yeah exactly but, um, but yeah no man a female has the feminine energy has so much power because you know the feminine energy is selective of the generation that's coming because the female really chooses the right suitor like, right like who am i going to right um you know reproduce with um so there's so much say in how a society develops with the selective process mm-hmm. of the feminine of what traits did that you know what traits are attractive at that time in the culture or the society or the individual has developed their own culture and society where they're like these are the traits that i like about this person that i want to pass on exactly females have, i mean that that they connection know. is like he was a fair man that's why i chose him and you're like wow right, okay right. that was like they that just was... have so much power yeah. you know there's so much power that's again it's not in the history books but it's because it's his story right you know what i mean right her story is the mystery story the mystery, and it's the mystery story. tradition and it's this you know it's my story right. your story is so connected to the feminine because that's what we're trying to incorporate because we, we have this divinity within us like you've got goodness in your eyes right? you have this goodness about you that's just how does it operate in this through this aspect of the the cube that the sons of cain have built right you know and, it, and we feel trapped by it but it's when we tap into that that feminine and we get there 
through that middle path of Seth, that because he waters that seed, that we really start to see a holistic, a bigger po- approach. And then we can start attaching, you know, really using that sense perception that has helped develop through those sons of Cain to start perceiving the finer substances mm-hmm. of love and truth and wisdom that is, um, which is the true internal currency and eternal security. That's right? the, yeah. We always talk about the female energy being the security that we need to really be thankful for in order to prosper in life. And that's why it's so funny. I told my mom, like, I'm like, I wouldn't be half the man that I am today if it wasn't for you. And she's like, I don't know why you always say that to people. That's not true. I was like, mom, you gave me all the love and security I needed in order Mm -hmm. to like carry on. And I can still carry on because I feel it inside. It's not untapped. I don't need you to call me every day. I don't need you to give me a hug today. Like you did maybe when I was a kid, it was like what the developing uh, years that I had going on that made me feel not lonely, but more fulfilled inside versus outside where I felt like my dad was always the one who's just like, you know, oh, you're cold. Here's a jacket. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, no, I, I need more than that. Like I need you to, I need your approval. And it's like, you don't need my approval. It's like, okay, well, I guess not. So I'll just go find it from, you know, the true essence of that, which is the, the female energy. And, and so, um, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I I love it, man. I like, it was interesting. We were like, you know, I feel like we did a really good job of kind of, or we did, the conversation really was kind of aligned to the Sons of Cain. And so maybe we'll have a whole other podcast on that middle path and the Sons of Seth and kind of what that represents. But I think, you know, to kind of pull everything together, it's both of these seeds are within us. And, you know, what are we watering? Right. What are we manifesting? And, you know, we need to build, but how are we building? Are we building through greed and jealousy or are we building through love and truth? And that's going to be such an important process in really, you know, nourishing this evolution of consciousness that right. we're all participating in. Yeah. No, I I know that we would get a little bit off. I mean, I haven't seen you in, in a minute too. So it's like, I have so many, the longer, it's funny because we'll study these these subjects, but they'll sometimes be within like tons of books and pages. If you had like a photo right now of my desk, it's like, oh, I can pull from here, here and here. But once I see you, it's like the conversation kind of goes in a different direction. And, and one of the things that we talked about before uh, recording was, you know, in the Sons of Cain, we talk about his first son, Enoch, and the city of Enoch. And, and you're like, no, we'll do a whole episode on the book of Enoch. of Enoch. So I think it, this is a good way to kind of start opening right. up those those conversations. So when we do get into that a little more specific, we, even with the Sons of Seth, we can kind of see what the essence of both of them are right. based on this conversation, I hope. Yeah. And I think because we're approaching the Bible through this King James version for this first time, the Sons of Cain is kind of a little bit more of the exoteric understanding. Right. And the Sons of Seth are going to be more esoteric. And so that's really going to open up Gnosticism for us. And when we start really looking at Gnosticism, um, that will be very important because we'll get a little bit more insight on what Enoch represents. And we'll get a lot more insight on what Seth represents too. And that's going to be very much when we get a little bit deeper. So again, we had to, we have to go through it, this, this aspect of really kind of what you would call the esoteric Christianity, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited to take that rabbit hole even deeper when we approach Gnosticism. And there'll be a lot of stuff that's going to be very similar to these conversations, but just gets a little bit, a lot more with the sacred feminine, yeah. a lot more deeper in that aspect. And very much the line of Seth through these mystery schools is going to represent Gnosticism 
um, Freemason, ancient Freemasonry, the Order of the Eastern Star, all these aspects are going to be very much rooted in this 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 line of Seth right. and kind of those holy individuals. So, um, yeah. I know, man. Such a good, it's I a lot. Subject. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it is a lot. But again, uh, the story of, of us is always something that, you know, is going to take a lot more than just unfold over a couple episodes, you know, and, and, and much less just like the King James version of the Bible. It's like there's so much that we can pull from. You know, I even wanted to talk a little bit about like, um, what you just mentioned about the lineage of Seth. So I'm really excited to talk about the Gnostics and talk about, you know, um, Freemasonry and like, you know, we, we just, we've been building all this up to get into these, these topics. And I think it's, uh, I don't know, man, we have so much work to do. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, like, I think we're going to be honestly <sighs> doing this biblical series for 30, 40 years. Like, yeah. I, I don't can think see it's... us being, looking all silver foxed up and being all gray and still having these conversations. Absolutely. I wonder if we're going to make it out of Genesis by that. Time. I know. You know what I mean? And we'll probably be going back and retouching on it because we'll learn so much more about it. So yeah, it really is this, um, this beautiful look at when we're really looking at ancient scriptures, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just approaching this one and there's so many other ones that we're going to do. We, you know, we haven't even approached the Vedas, you know, there's so much aspects that we, um, are still kind of uncovered that we want to uncover and have a discussion with. Um, But, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, seeds and watering seeds, I did want to say um, just a really big thank you to everybody that when we get these messages and so many people are like, Hey, I heard the podcast from my friend or somebody showed me this podcast Mm -hmm. for anybody who's sharing the podcast for everybody who shares the stories you know, writing reviews, any kind of support and like getting it out there. We are just so infinitely grateful. Um, and, you know, it's been so interesting. We had these, this kind of the situation with Mercury retrograde today. And I've really felt it a lot more since this podcast started. And we have this kind of communication situation where we're using technology to communicate I'm finding that I'm very much more greatly affected by Mercury retrogrades. I'm seeing the aspects and areas I haven't seen maybe prior. Um, And so there's been some kind of resistance that we've kind of faced with even like posting and like right now Instagram's down. So like we can't even post on that. But what I wanted to say is, um, you know, thank you so much for those individuals that are, you know, helping share that energy. And then also for all the patron individuals, you know, we're, we're trying to get more content up there, but Really, we're just, for that support, the seeds that you're watering, they might be in the ground right now, and you might not really see like where all that's going, but that what that $5 does for us is we've, we've been able to plant so many seeds and water so many seeds that we have so many unique opportunities, um, more podcasts coming up. Eduardo and I are going to be working on a lot more projects together we just have a lot of stuff coming out. And so for that support, I just wanted to say like, thank you so much. And I know we try to get as much stuff up there. um, But you you guys know me, like it's sometimes it's like technology doesn't happen the best, but working out those kinks, we're going to much more uh, amazing products going to come, but so much other stuff is going to come to the network that would only happen with that support. So, and for the people that have given and can't give anymore because of their situation for the individuals that just can't like, we just want you in this community. And yeah. as, as we expand, that's what it's all about. So it's not about the money whatsoever. Um, we are just 
so honored to be on this journey. And every day we grow and this community grows in numbers. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, we've, uh, when Daniel and I first started this, um, so Daniel and I, we've been doing these conversations in private, even in like, gosh, I mean, even when we, before we even got into college, I think in high school, you would come over to my house and we'd hang out. And this is what these conversations were about. And once in a while we had, uh, a third person there. There would be like a third person sitting there where there was like an ex-girlfriend or another friend that we haven't seen in a while. And they would always look at us like, what? They're like, you know, I thought I was having these thoughts only to myself mm-hmm. or I was wondering about these things, but didn't even know how to express them to anyone without feeling either ostracized or not even being considered seriously enough. And so like the gift also to me is that like this community and how it grows is just, you know, having that open mind to just try to be a better person and really know what makes us who we are and how we go about our days based on a conversation I'm just having with my best friend here on a lot of ancient material that is very difficult to sort of break down and make it relatable. But I'm glad that people still entertain or feel entertained enough to uh, share this with other people. Like, I think it's, I think it's the the best gift I could die tomorrow and being like, Oh, it's amazing that my conversations with you would happen regardless. But in this case, there's a community out there who wants to know more, hear more and do more along our side. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. And we're just so honored um, for this whole experience. And we've got, there's so many, so much going on. on the horizon yeah, the network. The network is just going to keep growing. You know, Dan and I talk about the philosophy of what we've started here with the Know Thyself podcast and what the Know Thyself network will eventually become is having more of these like-minded individuals participate within this growth, this this garden that we're growing from the seeds that are being planted. And you already know this with Animus, with Eddie V, and how he's sort of approaching his podcast and then the other individuals that we're going to bring on who have talents that can express those talents through this network, you'll just see it like the universe will let it grow on its own in a way that we never even thought mm-hmm. it could, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm excited, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's such a cool project and we really want to, you know, bring be a community that brings all these spiritual teachers together in all different realms that they operate yeah. in. You know, like we need to get a herbalist in the podcast. Like there's so many things, you know, and I talk to people and especially like having these direct connections to individuals um, and like hearing about their skill sets, like everybody that we have, like I have these alchemical counseling with, like it's always like at the end, we're talking about how are we going to collab together? Like what, how do we do this? Cause like you've got this skill, I've got the skill, like how do we yeah. you know, work together for it? So it's just a beautiful thing. Um, so again, just thank you so much for the support. Cause I, we don't post as, I know I don't get as much on there as much as I want you to get stuff published. Sometimes I have trouble and sometimes like you guys know, like when I post a video to kind of give it two days, cause it's going to have some problems and then you're going to be like, okay, like on the third day, I'll watch it, Daniel, cause you'll get it figured out. But so thank you for your patience, but do know that, you know, we're working in really the ground and it's kind of what we know it's, what we reap is what we sow. What we sow is what we reap, you know? So we, we need to work on that. For sure. Um, and we want to make sure that we're, you know, really producing this fruit that's going to be a gift and a bearing of all and help expand this community and get more individuals, um, you know, sharing their knowledge. Absolutely, right? man. Because there's so many, so many of them out there. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so many great podcasts that we're working with right now, like that we just, that have kind of opened up and they've kind of started, um, 
a lot of times we'll be sharing posts. There's so many of them out there, but um, yeah, it's fantastic. It is, man. It is. It really is. I'm very, very, very thankful to be on this journey with you. Um, so much more coming up down the pipeline as, as well as like the, what we're going to be doing with the book of Genesis and then the in between the in-betweens. I love the bi-weeklies that we do about other topics. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm, yeah. I'm, and you know, we kind of, um, we had started a conversation in the start of the season about time and we really, we talked about it. Um, oh, with the yugas, the yugas, but just a time in general as a formative process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was reflecting on it a couple days ago when I was just doing what I do, staring at a wall, thinking about things. And I was, you know, I was just like, why, why haven't I continued? And then I realized, I think that that's just such a awesome topic is in like amazing and so hard to pinpoint. Cause time is again, it's like, I know what it is, but then you ask me to explain it and I'm like, um, right. And I think just kind of letting it distill and really kind of take it through the alchemical process to make sure we have this really f- refined product when it comes out. So that'll be on the lookout. I know the time episode will be coming out um, in the near future. We want to do, um, I know the movie Dune just got released internationally, uh, but we really want to take a look at the Dune books, just do kind of a little synopsis about that. And we'll be really talking about the box. And if you have a chance to see that movie or you've read the book or you've seen the old, um, adaptation by david lynch you will you will understand what i mean by this box and what the the pain represents and kind of go back and watch that and really try to pull the symbolism that they were trying to present there but there's a lot of great um great material that we're going to be kind of looking into um and really like you know we got to do some movies again. It's been a while. Like I know. Wizard of Oz, we did I know. Wars. Well, this year got so heavy for the continuation. I mean, the 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 way we opened up the podcast last year in the first um uh season, you know, I love the variety. And then this time it's like we can kind of show a little bit more about how we study and what we go about with our studies, but now the people know more about our point of view and the relatable stories. I feel like these other movies that we're going to be doing, um these breakdowns will make a little more sense as to like why we're going so heavy so fast. It's like, oh, well, what's right. really happening here? Kind of like what you're saying about the box in the scene for Dune. Uh, it'll, yeah, it'll be really good. Like the timing's going to be really good for that because the movie will come out in the next, what, month or so in the States? I think in the States. I know, I announced it. I like got us all excited. I, I did the group. I put a group chat together. Yeah. Like everybody was, had to be so proud we of it. We were for ready for it. And I was just like, Hey, we're going to see Dune next week. And I got everybody so jazzed up. And then they were like, wait a minute. It's not coming out until next month here. And I was just like, well, rap yeah. burgers. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked, yeah. A uh, couple of days ago, I was talking to an individual who listens to the podcast and she was saying, um, Hey, I listened to your star Wars episode. And she was also wondering, when are we going to go back to... We never did part two. No. And, just... and that's okay. Like I said, the the beautiful thing about this podcast, man, is like, you you have so much going on on your plate. I have so much going on on my plate. We meet together to have these conversations, especially now heavy with, with the Bible. But now I'm like, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen with your your conversation with me and my conversation with you about part two of star wars versus right. if we would have rushed it last year be like okay well, let's just move on it would have the essence of whatever we were studying right. that time yep. in that place and now it's like it's had a little extra well that's what's so unique um is we really could go back and do all the topics again because we've gotten such this because this has become you know the most beautiful thing in the world that we're trying to get is that we'll be studying the esoteric and the occult like you know full time which we weren't right. to have these satellites which is the the ultimate goal and the ultimate dream right um, 
But yeah, just to even listen to the first episodes and just be like, oh my gosh, we've changed in forms because mm-hmm. we've just really jumped deep into these studies and had to live them and had to speak about them and have to know them enough to confidently be able to speak about them. Because um, like even the the natal charts that I've been looking at, so we've done, you know, I've it's been a busy last three weeks looking right. at natal charts, but in the individuals that this is going to be kind of a surprise for, the first couple ones, I'm going to send an email and be like, hey, we're going to do a run through again, because it's not that I did the chart incorrectly, but I'm looking at it from this new angle. Right. And like right now I'm really focusing on the ascendant. And that's kind of what I'm seeing this alchemical counseling working. Like there's some individuals that want to go on the process and we're going to do the process together, but some just want to have a conversation, right, about their natal chart. Um, and I've kind of understood it now as like, I'm going to almost have like these seasonal focuses. Mm-hmm. And right now for this first season of the alchemical counseling, it's really a focus on the ascendant and how we use the ascendant to guide us to become the hero we need to become, which is our son. Right. Right. And we're kind of using that as a journey. But next season I might be for alchemical counseling. I think I'm going to approach, you know, your moon sign and how you kind of and look at the fourth house, the first house and kind of look at for people on the shadow journey the first, the fourth, and the eighth, and the twelfth, and really kind of look at the, in the lens of how are we going to utilize this chart to help us understand the direction for shadow work. And so I think every season is going to have this new approach. Um, So we're individuals, like we've looked at the birth chart together for an hour and a half, two hours of the ascendant. Now we're taking a look at it from there. Um, But, you know, I'm going to reach out to those first couple people that I did and be like, hey, we're doing it again. Because like, I want to talk about this. So like, it's funny, even just thinking three weeks ago, I, and I've studied astrology my whole life, but I don't even remember who that person was that was looking at charts. Cause now I'm looking at it through this lens and I'm like, so excited about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to share it. But like, I've never looked at the ascendant with so much focus, but it's so important for the spiritual progress. So I like, I don't even remember who that person was just three weeks ago that was looking at birth charts. So like when we let's go back, cause we were adding music to those first couple podcasts, right? Like the intro and stuff. Um, it's so funny to be like, oh, I know that person. Yeah. And then there's something familiar about him, but there's so much that's changed and so many life experiences right. that have happened to me since then. Um, you know, I just like, I just look at him like this, like cute little child, like in a store and you're like, oh, you have no idea that you have no money. Like, yeah. There's like, there's going to be stuff that happens. It's so beautiful. Totally. Right? It's this amazing thing. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's such a cool process. Just I think your own development, but yeah. No, no, just to say what you're, uh, to, to add to what you're saying is that that's the beauty of the unfolding of this podcast with or without individuals approval is that you and I will evolve and the content that comes from that evolution is what will draw in the next person and the person after that. And then the corrections that need to be made from maybe something that was said or something that needs to be elaborated more on or mm-hmm. something, you know, it's like, I love that because it's, it's, it's never ending. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just never going to be, you know, just one thing. It'll always continue to, to evolve. I just hope I can like retain all of this enough to like teach my children one day to be like, instead of just being like, Hey, here, put this headphone on and just listen to these episodes. And then we'll talk in about a year or two. It's like, it's like, no, why don't you just tell me this? I'm like, cause I can't remember all of it. I was, you know, no, I, I, I want to be able to express more of my inner, thoughts and purpose on this planet with regards to the information that's left behind for us um from these esoteric you know um manuscripts and and principles and you know just everything that's been uh given to us as a map to Mm -hmm. be a better soul on this earth 
instead of just trying to make an agenda to go to Mars and let this place just decay. It's like, no, let's work on this. Let's do this right. You know what I mean? Right. You're just going to take your problems and take them somewhere else. We exactly. See how that works. Uh, life. It's not going to change. It's just doo doo. <laughs> Gosh. Anyways, man. Um, anything else you want to add? I love you. I love you too, man. And I love everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess until next time then. Until next time.